Brandon Lewis here with the TenCon Big 7 Weekend Update. Lord, we've got a lot to cover. we got the Tennessee uh, Conservatives Rhino Report is out and about. Uh, flurry of bills unleashed for governor's special session almost exclusively by rhinos and bootlickers. Tennessee legislature GOP leaders say no new gun laws will be passed. I don't know if I believe that. You've already got rhinos making noise. Uh, people such as Senator Richard Briggs saying that he'd be open to a little gun control, little gun control. He was open to all kinds of stuff. That's the same guy that was all for the pro-life bill until uh, the Supreme Court actually uh, made it enacted, and then he wanted to walk it back. Uh, so we know what kind of uh, cloth old Briggs is cut from. Metro Nashville Public Schools to utilize social-emotional learning to address school safety. Of course they are. And these are things that Republicans do nothing about, even though they have banned these concepts in schools. The enforcement is non-existent. Coffee County Judge tramples printer rights, orders homeschooled students back to public school. This is a great story. Tennessee taxpayers to pay legal fees for plaintiffs who attempted to force all kids to wear masks. And California leads a 20-state coalition to block the anti-transgender laws in Tennessee and Kentucky. Don't California my Tennessee. That's the whole reason. We put it on a bumper sticker. That's it. At the Big 7, we're about to roll into these articles. But first, a few brief announcements. Okay, number one. We are about to embark upon writing a series of articles about uh, how unvaccinated Tennesseans are discriminated against. Whether you're seeking employment, if you are seeking an educational opportunity, if your children are seeking educational opportunities, or even for just receiving services. If you have been negatively impacted, discriminated against, uh, as if you are some kind of second-class citizen, as if we were back in the Jim Crow days where instead of discriminating based upon people's skin color, we now decide that if somebody has not loaded themselves up on Big Pharma and whatever the CDC recommends, whether you've got a personal or a religious objection, that now you are going to have limited options for education, limited options for uh, employment, limited options for services or travel. If you have experienced any of this as an individual living in the state of Tennessee, please do email news at tennesseeconservativenews.com and tell Jason Vaughn your story. That's news at tennesseeconservativenews.com and tell Jason Vaughn your story. I had a story here recently, just happened yesterday, and I was hot about it, and I will share that story with you at the end. I'm going to get right into the news stories as quickly as we get through these announcements. The Let's Go Brandon tour rolls on like a juggernaut through Tennessee. We will be in McMinnville this Saturday. If you're around McMinnville, come see me. Uh, August 19th at the Warren County Reagan Day Dinner. If you would like to attend that dinner, you don't know how to get tickets, uh, email me and I will put you in, in touch with Joe Stotts. In Nyota at the McMinn uh, County Republican Women Annual Event, and that will be August 26th. That's not this weekend, but the next. And also, you can search Let's Go Brandon on our website for all the event details. I'm about to, to get back into my hobbit hole, people. i got to work. This is where I'm getting into my busy season for my paying job. And this here uh, terrible, awful, rhino-driven special session uh, where our governor has yet again decided to abuse his emergency powers, which he is wont to do. Uh, is interrupting my schedule. Do subscribe to our free e-newsletter by texting NEWS to 423-205-5600. Just simply text the word NEWS to 423-205-5600. Uh, follow us on the social media platforms where we have not been shadow banned. X, formerly known as Twitter, Gab, Getter, Truth, Rumble, and MeWe. If you're following us on Facebook, you ain't seeing much of what we're publishing because they have turned us off or down. 
on with the news. First story. Tennessee Conservatives 2023 Rhino Report and Freedom Caucus Awards have arrived. You need to go to rhinoreport.net. That's rhinoreport.net. Download this puppy. Keep it for your reference. It also has a link to the 2022 Rhino Report in there because when you go to the polls, you need to know how the folks voted in the General Assembly. The Tennessee Conservative has just issued our Rhino Report and Freedom Caucus Awards for Republican primary voters in the volunteer state. Get it now at rhinoreport.net. If I said .com before previously, I was wrong, rhinoreport.net. There is no H in Rhino. It stands for Republican in name only because the H stands for honesty, and we always know that the honesty is missing. So it's R-I-N-O, Republican in name only. The Rhino Report exposes how Republican legislators voted in committee on key conservative issues like illegal immigration, school choice, medical freedom, corporate welfare, transparency in government, abortion, and more in the last legislative session. The Rhino Report names the top two Rhino legislators. Who are the worst? Who are the worst ones? You need to know this in the House and the Senate, along with the five runners-up in both chambers. We also uh, name the Rhinos in Tennessee's executive branch. The Freedom Caucus Awards section, we report the top two biggest conservatives, ones that we think did a great job in the last session, along with the five runners-up in both chambers, and the Tennessee Conservative Flame Awards, which are individuals who have really been working hard legislatively to get things going. The Rhino Report outlines a history uh, and status of numerous pieces of legislation we followed during the last session of the General Assembly, including the votes of the legislators and those that worked for or against the bills. The report specifically focuses on elected representatives in the Republican Party, since Republicans are not only a supermajority, they can can do business without a single Democrat ever showing up up there. They they can gavel in without a single Democrat. Uh, We focus on them because conservatives depend on them to live out their campaign promises. We understand that when policies fail, it is not the fault of Democrats. The Tennessee conservative is dedicated to supporting Christian conservative values and the volunteer state holding Republican elected officials accountable to their promises. And we are one of the state's strongest advocates for school choice, medical freedom, Second Amendment rights, and the right to life. So do go to rhinoreport.net, download that puppy, and if you feel so inclined and are led by the Lord to donate uh, to help us offset the expenses, we would appreciate that, and you can do so at tennesseeconservativenews.com slash support on to the next story. Flurry of bills unleashed for governor's special session. This is why you don't want special sessions. Number one, there needs to be an emergency to call a special session. The only two quote-unquote emergencies that Governor Lee has ever seen is when his buddies over at the Woke Ford Motor Company needed uh, $2 billion of our tax dollars for the Green New Deal. Uh, he saw that as an emergency. we got to give all this corporate welfare together. Let us, let's hurry together. The second time that there's an emergency is because a trans leftist shot up a Christian school likely because of a personal issue with somebody there, okay, some kind of domestic issue. We can't even find out why that happened, but that happened months ago. But for some reason right now, we are in a state of emergency. If we don't do something now, that could happen again. I don't see it. Now, just as Governor Lee abused his emergency powers during the pandemic, he is now abusing them here again. The man loves to abuse his emergency powers, and it is the fault of the General Assembly for continually allowing Uh, themselves to be dragged into this by Lee. What they ought to do at this special session is actually address his emergency powers in this special session nonsense so they don't get dragged into this again by the next rhino governor that comes along. Lee's special session that starts on August 21st is garnering a massive number of bills, mostly sponsored by Republicans. 
hundreds of bills are going to be dropped. They're going to be rushed through, crammed through. There will not be time to review them. They do these things in the dark so that the taxpayers and the Republican primary voters don't know what's going on, can't weigh in on it, because the fact of the matter is they know nobody that votes for them wants any of this crap. Some of the bills focus on additional training requirements for individuals seeking a handgun carry permit, school training for dangerous situations, lifetime protection for victims of stalking, law enforcement notification when at risk, however they determine that, uh, individuals are released from mental health care, and handgun carry policies for private schools, redirecting state funds for psychiatric services, specifying what kinds of autopsy reports are public documents, reporting requirements for mental health professionals, a loan repayment program for mental health professionals, it seems like all, all this is an emergency. Creating a Class D felony for anyone who coerces a minor to steal firearms or commit certain crimes using firearms and <gasps> quelling the illegal supply of guns to minors, the supplying of free firearm locks, lowering the number of days courts must notify the TBI of final disposition of criminal proceedings, 10 care assistance for adults and children with, with serious mental illness or emotional disturbance, the compulsory collection of DNA... From those accused of felonies, accused, not convicted, just accused, and creating a felony offense for threatening acts of mass violence, which could probably be interpreted a billion different ways. It's all about control, people. Those are just a few of the bills, subjects that have been filed so far. Based on insider reports, there may be hundreds of bills filed for the special session. The Tennessee Conservative will do our best. to try to tell you how your Republican Party is taking away your individual freedoms and rights, even though you've asked them not to. All right, guys, y'all need to tune in to the Mill Creek View, Tennessee edition. My buddy Steve Abramowitz is doing a great job. I was recently on there for an extended period of time covering news stories and gabbing with Steve. And Steve, I did enjoy it. Season 1 of Mill Creek View's CEO special is now out and can be viewed on YouTube, Rumble, and Instagram. Wherever you get your podcasts, do go there and check it out. A new episode comes out every Monday at 9 a.m. where Steve interviews great American business owners doing good business. Mill Creek View has also recently launched Mill Creek View Washington and Mill Creek View Florida podcast. If you'd like to keep up with what's going on in those states, although I'm personally inclined to advocate primarily for Steve's guest on the Tennessee section. Now listen, Steve, I don't want to see Florida and Washington horning in on our Tennessee coverage now. You're just going to have to work three times as hard. Do go to Mill Creek View, Tennessee. Mill Creek View, Tennessee. Wherever you get your podcast, hit the subscribe button. Leave old Steve a five-star review, just as you should leave us a five-star review right now. Pause it. Leave us a five-star review, especially on Spotify and iTunes. It really does help. We've only got a handful. We've got lots and lots of listeners. Only a few of you have left a five-star review. Please do do that for me and Steve next story. Tennessee legislature GOP leaders say no gun laws will be passed in Governor Lee's special session. <laughs> GOP leaders have said so many things and done the opposite that when they tell us anything about what is and isn't going to happen, I just can't believe them anymore. I just can't. I can't. <laughs> Next, here we go, getting right into it. Despite the large number of, quote, gun bills being filed, top GOP leaders say they will not be given consideration to any proposed gun laws. Their comments came months after Governor Lee's push for lawmakers to pass an extreme risk protection order, also known as red flag laws. And you know old Jack Johnson told us in that closed-door recording. Now listen, if you call it a red flag law, it's a dad. We've got to rename this thing, rebrand this thing. We need to be deceitful to the Republican primary voter. Another way of saying it. 
Lieutenant Governor McNally originally showed support for red flag laws. Of course he does in his doddering old state. He's a leftist. He's an old Southern Democrat. Most of these people are old Southern Democrats. But now he's backing down concerning the measure. He said, I continue to support it. I won't, uh, it won't be an item that's discussed in special session, though. I think the votes aren't there. Speaker Cameron Sexton also said no gun bills will be passed, but instead legislators will be uh, giving their attention to mental health reform. Sexton, and here's the other issue. To me, which is just something that, that, that the GOP will not touch, we need to start seriously examining the mental state of individuals who think they are another sex. I mean, this should be an issue. It shouldn't just be like, well, what's causing this? Why is this happening? When you think you are something that you aren't, and then you go out and try to mutilate and chemically castrate and change your body to try to be something you aren't, but you're never going to be that thing, and then society comes behind you and says, oh, that's great, good for you, live your truth. That is not kind. That is not love, because love has to have a little bit of truth in it. And it is hard enough. I've said this over and over again, and I'll say it again. It is hard enough as an aging adult male to treat myself medically for being the healthiest male I can be with diet, exercise, supplements, medication, medical visits. And I still got problems, right? And the problems pile up the older you get. Now, imagine Brandon Lewis was going to try to simultaneously, while making my health good, I was going to try to become Brandy Lewis. Mess up my hormones, take a bunch of pills that are trying to, to go against every shred of my DNA as being a man and try to somehow make me look, I guess. It's about all you can do. Make me look like a woman. Is that gonna? Am I going to have an improved life between now and the time I die, or am I going to have medical complications, issues, psychological disorders? Will my hormones, chemicals just be all screwed up after a decade or two of this? If I cut off certain body parts, is there going to be any type of long-term ramification? Of course there is. We don't. If you're going to pass stuff, and y'all got this special session, y'all need to dig into this. Sexton plans to support legislation that would increase the availability of occupancy in medical health facilities, require physicians to notify law enforcement if a patient poses a threat to themselves or others, and make it easier for individuals to be committed both voluntarily and involuntarily. Sexton said there is a lot of gray area. Well, that's where you like to live, Cameron. It's almost exclusively in the gray-black area. We want to clean up that gray area and make it very clear that if someone is going to harm themselves or others or society or make those threats, there's a duty to warn mental health, law enforcement. The Tennessee conservatives will be following this very closely. Don't trust these people as far as I can throw them, and I am a small man. Next story. Metro Nashville uh, Public Schools to utilize social-emotional learning to address school safety. The focus of this new school year is on safety, which the director of Metro Nashville Public Schools, Adrian Battle, says is being addressed in a comprehensive way with the inclusion of what she says they now know have been the most effective strategies for their students. This is from the person who leads one of the uh, most academically challenged, lowest-performing school systems in the state. Everything stays the same. The taxpayer dollars just keep going up. They continue to make excuses, come up with slogans, mascots, buses, marketing campaigns that they pay PR firms hundreds of thousands of dollars to develop, and meanwhile, the same thing occurs. 
She says the school is doubling down on everything from their academic and curriculum approaches to their social-emotional learning integration, as well as making sure we have safe and secure conditions. The phrase social-emotional learning, which critics uh, such as subject matter expert scholar Dr. James Lindsay characterizes evil, is used to cover uh, and introduce Marxist ideologies such as critical race theory to school children and emphasize progressive moral values like those currently seen in the gay rights agenda. Mr. Uh, Dr. Battle uh, has been skeptical when it comes to the admission of an armed SRO in every elementary school stated that when armed officers are present, there's an increase in negative interactions between black students and students with disabilities. Okay. Every, let's get, let's read this again. In every elementary school stating that when armed officers are present, police officers, security guards with guns, there's an increase in negative interactions between black students and students with disabilities. Why? Why? Is it because there is an uptick in policing of bad behavior? And is that what is negative? I mean, what exactly does, does negative mean? It's like if the teacher's standing out in the hallway and I do something wrong and they paddle my butt like they did when I was in high school and middle school, like having somebody out there actually watching what the kids are doing in the hallway might have a negative consequence if the kids are doing stuff they shouldn't be. I, I can remember several times being caught doing things I shouldn't be in high school and middle school and having to have my little butt whipped. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, when authority figures are around and you're a kid and you're breaking the rules, like there's going to be negative things happen. Imagine that, Miss Battle. Maybe if we had more of that, you would have safer schools. National Public Schools is instead this year opting for a different approach that some parents, especially those who are more conservative, would find concerning at a minimum. Battle further stated this will include what she calls advocacy centers at the elementary level and peace centers at the middle and high school levels, which will be staffed with trained individuals. If an armed shooter goes into a school, Miss Battle, I know you got a doctorate, but sometimes I think that some of the, the dumbest people out there are the most educated. I find this in my business coaching career. People that, that have the hardest time turning around their businesses are often people that have way too much education. They overthink it, underact it. An armed person comes into your school and they want to shoot up somebody because of a domestic reason in most cases, right? Somebody got in an argument, some kind of romantic thing happened in school and then, you know, passions flare, somebody gets a gun and they, they try to do harm to other students. Please explain to me how the advocacy centers and the peace centers are going to stop this individual. It's a good question. Parents should ask it. Battle didn't elaborate on who these individuals are or what their training is or how it equips them to handle whatever is managed in an advocacy or peace center. Of course not. These are just jargon BS words. The district, however, says they will continue to work on age-appropriate model for incoming SROs while the department finds and trains the resources needed to eventually staff the elementary schools. The report states that there was an officer at one of the elementary schools passing out badges and playing music. Battle said this would enable the students to develop a positive experiential interaction with police in anticipation of a permanent police presence, when, of course, they are able to get around to it. Finally, a new position called a safety ambassador is being assigned inside all elementary school buildings, and they are in the process of filling those positions. Again, no elaboration was made, on what qualifies this person, what they'll be doing, or anything else like that. It is the slow decay of civilization. <laughs> That's what this is. We are watching it in our educational institutions, in our cities, and in our government. It is sad to watch. 
Guys, listen. When you hear about our Republican governor doing everything against the will of the GOP primary voter and have this special session to try to take away your constitutional rights in one form or another, water them down, give the government more control, whatever you want to call it. When you constantly see Republican leadership in our state at all levels advancing illegal immigration, fighting against bills that would stop it, failing to give any type of educational choice to you or your kids or your grandkids, even as public schools continue to fail them, as you watch us continue to grow the size of government, hand out corporate welfare. Don't you think you could do a little bit better job? Or maybe somebody you know, or maybe we could just reanimate a dead corpse and send them to Nashville or a city council or county commission somewhere, or school board. I think you're right. Even if the corpse never voted, it would probably be better. That's why I want you to go to conservativecandidatesacademy.com, conservativecandidatesacademy.com, and share it with anybody you know that's running for offices. Get the strategies, resources, and expert advice you need to win your next election. This will be on Saturday, September 23rd in Chattanooga. And this is supported and sponsored by the Conservative Candidates Academy. Uh, most, most political candidates that run for office really don't know what they're doing. They have an emotional, patriotic feeling uh, that they can do better, but the, the mechanics of running the race, how do you deal with a hostile press? How do you raise the money that's necessary? How do you uh, come up with your general campaign strategy and your message that will resonate with voters? How do you reach people on social media, at the mailbox? How do you defeat an incumbent? Okay, All these issues, voter database management, canvassing, and more will be covered at the Conservative Candidates Academy. You will walk away with tools and resources you need to make a difference. So guys, do go to conservativecandidatesacademy.com, conservativecandidatesacademy, dip, 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 where's Porky Pig? Conservativecandidatesacademy.com, before we run out of space. Next story, Coffee County judge tramples printer rights, orders homeschoolers back to public school. A Coffee County judge with a reputation for being biased against homeschooling trampled on parental rights on Tuesday by ordering homeschooled students back to public school, General Sessions Juvenile Court. Judge Gerald Ewell Jr., old Jr., Judge Jr., told the students he could send her away and that homeschool is no school. Judge, I would, I would, I would, uh, I would encourage you to look at the academic credentials and performance of homeschoolers overall in Tennessee versus public schoolers. You're a judge, right? You're supposed to be able to look analytically at data and to come up with decisions based upon your observations. Well, if you're looking at homeschool and you think it's no school compared to public school, then apparently you have not looked at the academic performance, the college admission rates, or anything like that, or the overall mental health or performance of homeschoolers versus public schoolers. It's better by far. Far better. So, a judge with bad judgment, who needs it? In a recording from the Patriot Punk Network, the judge can be heard saying, when there's a truancy charge pending, state law says I have to approve homeschool. Ewell then says, and I don't do it. You've got to go to a public school. Homeschool is no school. Ewell Jr. then directed the students to be present at their former school the next day. If you're not there tomorrow, I'm going to send you, and that's exactly what you're going to do. Then he told the parents they could be found guilty of violating the compulsory school attendance law. He said, if you want to wait and see how that affects other people, you have about eight of them on the docket today. So if you want to see if they go to jail or don't go to jail or what happens, you can certainly do that. What a son of a, you know what. The student, 
parents dispute the truancy charges, which allege that she missed 11 days out of the 180 that the Tennessee students are required to attend. Her parents say that they have a doctor's notes for the missed days, but some of the absences were for days that the student was actually in school. In addition, the parents were not made aware of the truancy charges until the Category 4 non-public school that they are enrolled with their daughter in uh, asked the high school students for the records. It's always consequences for the taxpayer, the student, and the parent, but never for the institution, never for the judge. Who's going to hold the teachers, the administrators, and the public officials accountable for the crappy performance and terrible service of Tennessee public schools? When does their day come? We're going to haul parents in front of judges, threaten them, intimidate them, tell them that where school is actually better, it's worse. But we can let this this broken government job factory just lurch on from decade to decade, graduating functionally illiterate kids. No consequences there. No surprise. That's why we got to change things in Tennessee. Next story, Tennessee taxpayers to pay legal fees for plaintiffs who attempted to force off students into masks. Shortly after a lawsuit was filed by eight families saying that parents uh, being able to make the choice of whether or not to send their kids to school without masks was a violation of their rights, a new Tennessee state law was passed that effectively made their case moot. However, the legal fees associated with their case didn't disappear, and a court has ruled that taxpayers are now responsible for covering them. In August 2021, Governor Lee signed an Executive Order 84. 84. Probably signed more executive orders than any other governor in history. A little dictator which allowed parents to exercise their inherent control over the health of their children and send them to school without a mask with surprising speed. As noted in reports at the time, a lawsuit was filed by the families of eight children who claimed that allowing for such uh, violated their rights as disabled persons. My kid has a limp, a lazy eye, asthma, whatever it is. They are in school. There are hundreds and hundreds, maybe even a thousand kids at the same school. Because my kid has an issue... Because I want to send them to school with this rag on their face that doesn't do anything to stop the transmission of the disease that we're all panicking over. I now believe that the whole world rotates around me, and so therefore the other thousands or hundreds of kids have to conform to what we think is good because our eight kids need something. Well, here's the other thing. You know, if the masks work, why does somebody else need to wear one? Can't your kid just wear one and get the same effect? No. We were just an upside-down, crazy, illogical, emotional world. I don't know that we've gotten far away from it. Shortly after this lawsuit was filed, a filed legislation was passed in the General Assembly and signed by the governor, effectively ending the, uh, his executive order. This made the lawsuit a moot point, and it was dropped. The legal bills from those cases, however, didn't disappear. So now the taxpayers of Tennessee get to fork up $129,000 because some kooky parents think the world revolves around them. This is life. Guys, do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support, slash support, if you would, uh, and help us out. Guys, y'all have been great at sending in the donations. Uh, if you've downloaded the Rhino Report, such as this puppy right here, Rhino Report, I'm not going to tell you who all is in there. you got to download it and look in there yourself. Download that report, RhinoReport.net, and then once you get some value, give some value, right? Conservative Christians cannot stay on the sideline. If you listen to this podcast but you have yet to give, shame on you. You need to get in there and give. That's the reason we are so underfunded as conservative media outlets and conservative political candidates is because we simply don't put our money where the mouth is. 
I can look at your bank account and tell if you're conservative or not. Take me about 10 minutes. If there's nothing going out the door on a monthly basis to help conservative causes, you may talk the talk, but you ain't walking the walk. Get in step with those who are helping us in our mission to keep Tennessee purple. <laughs> to keep us uh, reddish purple, uh, moving toward red. Uh, so please do help us with that. And you can send checks to 625, uh, P.O. Box 625, Signal Mountain, Tennessee, 37377. I forgot to mention, what would you get? What would you get? Well, what you get is a better state. That's really what you should care about. But to entice those of you who need to be coerced with merchandise, which is fine. I don't mind. If you give any donation, we will send you this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker, which is a good lead off for the next story. And a Don't or Stop Feeding the Rhinos bumper sticker if you give any amount, along with the directory of your elected officials. If you give $50 or more, we will send you this Stop Feeding the Rhinos tumbler. And we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative koozie with my heartfelt thanks and compliments if you give $50 or more or a recurring donation of $10 or more. We need your help. Enough begging. Enough begging. And thank you to all of our large donors. Norman uh, sent something in, and I really appreciate it uh, because he appreciated what we did with the Rhino Report, and it was pretty significant. It, it had four digits. That's the kind of That's the kind of stuff we need to get ahead here. Um, and I'll tell you more about why I'm doing what I'm doing and everything that's going on at the end, okay? I got a story to tell you and I got to give you some updates, so don't, don't go anywhere just yet. Last story. California leads 20 state coalition to block anti transgender laws in Tennessee and Kentucky. I, I said this when I talked to Steve Abramowitz. If ever there was an uh, indicator that we are living to me, like either in end times or when you go back and read the Old Testament and you just hear about the debased the debased characteristics of the cultures that the prophets spoke out against or that, that God eventually punished in some way collectively. This is the kind of stuff they were doing. They were like sacrificing kids to Baal in the Bible. Sacrificing kids to Baal. And they're doing the same thing burn offerings flesh offerings I, I think this is something that is entirely uh, above and beyond culture and politics i think this is something that is remarkably spiritual that's just my opinion california attorney general rob bonta is leading a coalition of 20 states opposing what they describe as anti-transgender laws in tennessee and kentucky blocking children from undergoing medical procedures given to enable minors to live a gender identity different than the one noted on the birth certificate, such as puberty, blocking hormones, and cutting off body parts. In their amicus brief, Tennessee's SB1 and Kentucky's SB150 are targeted, with the coalition saying the law is preventing hormone access to minors single out transgender minors for discriminatory treatment. Can't smoke cigarettes under 18. Can't drink. Can't do a number of things because you're not an adult, but you definitely, definitely, definitely have the mental capacity to decide at 11, 12, 13, 15 that you want to chop off body parts and, and take a bunch of chemicals that will probably forever damage you. I don't know what's wrong with these people. <laughs> Bonta said, gender-affirming care is safe, medically accepted, I'm sure the AMA does accept it. The, 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 the corporate 
complex, the corporate medical complex that really runs Nashville, the largest lobbyist group, the largest PAC donors. I mean, you saw how much control they had during the pandemic to make your lives miserable and awful and strip away your rights, medically accepted by those people, and empowers transgender people to lead healthier, happier lives. Does it really? I doubt it. Kentucky and Tennessee's laws are part of a growing assault on gay rights nationwide, driven by ignorance, bigotry, and partisan politics. Meanwhile, lawyers supporting the ban echo the Tennessee Senate official findings that some treatments for gender dysphoria can lead to uh, the minor becoming irreversibly sterile. Well, that's safe and helpful. Never have kids again. Having increased risk of disease and illness. Well, that sounds great. That sounds good. And suffering adverse and sometimes fatal psychological consequences. You mean that if you chop a bunch of body parts off, try to live like something you're not, and then like pump a bunch of chemicals and other issues and drugs into your system that have to then be continued from now until the grave, that that, won't, that, that might have some kind of long-term negative health impact? No, surely not. At home in California, Bonta is investigating a local school district for civil rights violations because the district requires that parents be told if their child is involved in violence. If, if, my, if my kid's assaulted at school, I'd kind of like to know about it. Talks about suicide. Now, nah, we don't need to tell the parents about that. Or asked to be called by a different name or use gender-segregated facilities or programs other than what's on the birth certificate. Don't California my Tennessee. Whew. Boy, that's depressing to read through. So on a few things. I should talk to you about something. Uh, Signal Crest uh, United Methodist Preschool. We were going to enroll our youngest in a little preschool program. She got a nice little note in the mail. Oh, we're looking forward to seeing you. It's going to be great. Can't wait to teach you about Christ. Well, apparently the, 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 the decision over at that place is... Uh, Suffer the little children to come unto me unless they're unvaccinated. Because our children have not been vaccinated since birth. They are healthy as horses. They are rarely sick. And so we just hear from, it's the board's decision that if your kid's unvaccinated, we can't accept you. And in fact, if you went to a public school, you would have to get vaccinated, which is not true. you got to love it when people tell you things that aren't true and in order to try to intimidate you to take some kind of medical procedure that you don't want. So the first thing that, that crossed my mind, and I communicated this clearly to the organization, is that I, I don't see it being very biblical. I don't see that picking one single solitary thing to discriminate against at your institution is ideal. Jesus didn't do that. He, he All races, all creeds, all colors, all ages, all, all dispensation, dispensations, dispensations rather of grace, sin, Murderers, adulterers, etc. But the one, the one group that you're going to turn away for the one reason is their vaccination status. And I said, well, if you, if you're, if if keeping everybody healthy and safe is the number one thing, right? That's what we're going to focus on. And I said this all through the pandemic. If communicable diseases are like our number one focus, then should not we we look at other things other than vaccination status? Like, are you obese? Are you sedentary? Do you eat bad things? If you really want to get just completely uh, crass, are you 
genetically predisposed to catch communicable diseases? Are you depressed? All these things we know weaken the immune system. Are you immunocompromised? Are you likely to catch a disease and then spread it? I mean, if they're going to screen people, I think all these organizations that try to discriminate against unvaccinated Tennesseans, if you're going to screen people, why is it just the one treatment that Big Pharma pushes that comes in a needle that goes in your arm? Why is that the one health requirement, and in many cases the only health requirement any organization or institution has, and why is that often used to completely disenfranchise, discriminate, or segregate a population? I don't know. It seems evil and wrong to me. It got me very aggravated. So we are going to write a series. I'm going to share my story. And I hope you'll share yours. If you have been discriminated because you are unvaccinated, email news at tennesseeconservativenews.com, news at tennesseeconservativenews.com. If your child has been denied an educational opportunity, we want to know about it. If you have been, if you've lost a job, if you've been treated differently in some kind of service environment because of your vaccination status for medical treatment, you name it, we want to know. We're writing an, an article uh, series, and we may be even be doing a little bit more than that. News at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. News at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Kind of depressing. I was aggravated, very aggravated last night. But you know what? I'll tell you this like I tell you a lot of other things. When you see something is wrong, it's okay to have feelings. Then you probably need to pray on it. You probably need to wait. And sometimes I need to do a little bit more of that. But then you need to put the emotions out of your mind and you need to go, what can I constructively do to change this so that other people don't have to endure it? What can I do? And this is about all things, legislative, political, your personal situation. Make a list of things you can physically do with your time or your money to make a difference. So that's what I'm going to do here. We're going to find someplace else that's completely physically inconvenient, <laughs> that will not discriminate against unvaccinated children. I cannot believe a Christian organization does it. It really just blows my mind. And we're going to just bugger on, right? Bugger on, as Winston Churchill would say. So what's going on this weekend? Well, as of this very day, and I well, before I get on the next thing, I had to explain to Ruby last night why she couldn't go to that school. And she had a very hard time understanding it. It's, it's Signal Crest Preschool, ran by the United Methodist Church up here on Signal Mountain. <sighs> and uh, it explained, like, we got this nice card in the note. Well, you can't go to that school. Well, why would, why would Christian adults discriminate against an unvaccinated child? Because our, our church doesn't do it. The preschool that our church ran doesn't do it. The school that our daughter goes to doesn't do it. Why do some schools do it, in particular Christian schools? The Christian schools are the ones that are like, that's the one that just throws me for a loop. Suffer the little children to come unto me unless they are unvaccinated. Then let them, <laughs> let them be cast into the outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, today was a happier day. This morning, got Ruby Doobie up. Uh, my wife was fantastic, made her a little uh, pancake breakfast. We lit a candle, sang happy birthday. We're going to go do some fun stuff this evening uh, as a family, and then we're going to have a big soiree 
here at the house on Sunday with all of Ruby Doobie's friends and our family and friends of family. Uh, my wife is going on Saturday to celebrate uh, her great aunt's birthday in, in North Georgia, I think around the Cartersville area. And I am going to meet with the Tennessee Conservative staff for lunch. We do this about once a year uh, in, in McMinnville. We're going to meet in McMinnville. And then uh, I've got later in, in the Warren County uh, Lincoln Day Dinner. So I will be there, a Reagan Day Dinner, I don't know which they call it. But I will be there speaking. I think Gary Humble's going to be there too. So that'll be fun. And then I'm going to come back and short the house. i got to fix some bed slats. i got to... Uh, I gotta take the old skill saw out and I've got to rip uh, down some boards to make some bed slats. The ones that I put in initially when Ruby Doobie, not Ruby Doobie, Sylvia uh, up in her room have failed. They were some cheap little trim pieces and they just did not hold. And so um, gotta get something a little sturdier in there. Maybe maybe put a couple screws in there to hold it. It's an old, old bed, like an antique bed frame and it's just slightly smaller than your average size. I think something happened with the size of full-size mattresses. This is what you tune in for. Right? This exciting stuff. Uh, I live a very, very boring life. I apologize. So hopefully for those of you who are are driving, hopefully you're not asleep yet. But if you are, I apologize for any uh, vehicular accidents that occur. So that's what I'm doing this weekend. Um, Again, if you've got any stories that you want to send us news at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. We also appreciate the tips. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. Hit that support button. Make a monthly donation of any size. It really helps us just keep going and plan when we know that that money is there every month. And then finally, mail me. Mail me just letters. I like just getting letters. You don't even have to put any money in there. Uh, to P.O. Box 625, um, Signal Mountain, Tennessee, 37377. Here at the Tennessee Conservative News. I appreciate all your kind words of support and everything that you do. I will be here next week. Next week, as we are getting ready for this awful train wreck of a special session, where things will probably be worse than if they had never met. Uh, so we continue to cover that. And if you will uh, follow us, we will keep you informed so that you can take action, contact your legislators, contact your state reps, so that some of them will listen to you, but the vast majority will ignore you. But we have to be heard. And we have to be engaged if we are going to make a difference. Brandon Lewis here with the Tennessee Conservative News. Big 7. Until next time, signing off.